0: Chapter 16 After the last hymn, I walked out of St. Rita's, looking at every person
1: there with a new curiosity. Who all in this funeral service were clients of Anna Maria's, and who were friends? And who among those somber faces spent serious cash to be lashed to a chair by a woman in a neon pink wig? Snow began to fall as Alicia, Barnes, and I stood respectively silent, watching Anna Maria's casket on the shoulders of the men in her life move from St. Rita's to the back of the hearse. Sonny, Hugh, Joe, and Joe Jr., along with two men from the funeral home, carried the casket and moved in slow lockstep down the church's stone
0: steps. They were short, slight men, unremarkable in everything, including the black suits they wore. I leaned in close and whispered to Barnes. Hey, you think Anna Maria ever tied those two up? Hung them from the
1: ceiling and whipped the shit out of them? I know for a fact she did that with one of those guys. Barnes, his face immobile, his hands clutched in front of him, rocked back on his heels. You never know, Fitz. You never, ever know. Once we were alone in the church parking lot, I told him about Joe Rosario, a.k.a. Mistress Delaney and her claims about finding my cell phone and business cards outside her office. I don't believe her story, not one
0: bit. I think she's got my gun as well. His eyebrows arched.
1: Really? Yeah, I need to talk to Miss Drayton as soon as possible then. And why we're talking about it? I want that book we decoded the other night. It's looking more and more like evidence.
0: The world tilted momentarily. I leaned against Barnes' unmarked to get my balance.
1: We need to get you home, Fitz. Alicia took my arm and guided me toward her yellow beetle. Let us know what you come up with, Barnes. I'll have him get the journal to you as soon as possible.
0: Back home, I loosened my tie and sank onto the couch. God, my head hurts. I should probably get back to the office, though. I think
1: you are seriously concussed, sir. You need a day or two of rest. Mary Market can handle the place while you're gone.
0: She sat down on the couch next to me. I drew her into my arms and kissed the top of her head. Where are we going with this, Counselor? Wherever you want to go, Fitz. Until this headache goes away and the world stops spinning, it's probably not going very far. Alicia's lips nuzzled close to my ear.
1: Once you feel better, I'll make sure it goes a long,
0: long way. My God, how did I ever say no to this? We kissed once, and then twice. Alicia pulled away.
1: Well, you're not known for your decision-making qualities where women are concerned. You never
0: have been. Let's get you some lunch. In a few minutes,
1: I had a bowl of tomato soup and a semi-burned grilled cheese on the coffee table in front of me. Alicia Linderman may have been a bulldog in the courtroom and a tiger in the bedroom, when she was a
0: lousy cook. I took a bite of the sandwich when she was in front of me and tried to smile. Glad you like it. We need to talk about Marco for a minute. I told you I'd never leave him alone again.
1: I know, I know, it's not about that. His mother took the plea deal we offered her. Three years in Marysville and two years probation instead of five years hard time. Jeez, Uh, what does that mean for the kid? That's the original reason I came over last night. He's got an aunt in Toledo who says she'd take him while mom is serving time. If she'd gone to trial, we would have pushed for termination of parental rights, but this leaves the door open for her to get Marco back. The aunt comes on Saturday. I was silent. It had been less than a week, but I liked having the little shit there. But that wasn't the only reason I couldn't let him go just yet. Before he leaves, we need to talk to him. He claims he wasn't there when Anna Marie was killed, but... Barnes confirmed that with his mother, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But if you believe that, I've got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. That was the whole reason I pushed for guardianship. Something just told me he knows more than he's letting on. I wondered why you wanted this kid, and why he agreed to it. I figured you were enough of a bastard to make the kid toe the line. That's why I said yes. He agreed to it because I found some weed on him. Fitz! If he hadn't agreed, I was going to turn him into Juvial. Alicia made a disgusted sound and lay her forehead in her hand. Has he told you anything of value? He heard a threatening phone call the Thursday before Anna Maria died. He also told me she would go out on some of these emergency placement calls with a small suitcase, like a briefcase only on wheels. She said they were files, but I don't know if they really were what she said they were. I think she was headed to one of her sessions, and the briefcase may have contained whatever uh, whatever it is a dominatrix wears to formal events. As opposed to casual bonding events? She smirked, trying not to laugh. I still think we need to talk to him, at least one more time. Can you find out how many placements there have been in the last year? It shouldn't be hard. Let me go make a few phone calls. Alicia stood to dig her cell phone from her purse, then stepped into the kitchen for privacy. Fighting dizziness, I tried to put all the pieces of the case together. Anna Maria had a secret life. A life that Carlotta may have suspected involved her husband. She was right on that account, and I could understand that she wouldn't want anyone finding that out. Both Carlotta and Vivian knew she had a second job that supplemented her paycheck and rental incomes, but had no clue of what it was. They just knew it funded their annual world travels. And what Carlotta and Vivian no doubt believed was an effort to keep the family close following their parents' deaths may have truly been an effort to assuage Anna Maria's guilt over her affair with Joe Pecorini. The other layer to all this was, how did Anna Maria get into it? Since Rosario Drayton was her accountant, she no doubt had heard Anna Maria moaning about her financial situation. Did Rosario suggest she start doing this? How would you bring that up to your landlady? Hey, how about we use one of these offices for kinky sex and get paid for it? No. Maybe Anna Maria, the community theater actress, suggested it to Rosario. Harrison said there was no sexual contact in their relationship. I could see Anna Maria looking on it as just another theatrical role, channeling her inner Corilla de Vil for substantial cash on the side. I could also see her studying Kenbaku like she would study the countries she traveled to. Maybe Anna Maria and Rosario were closer than I knew. I could see a conversation on a girls' night, sitting around that glass coffee table and the gray couch at Anna Maria's after a couple bottles of Chardonnay. So the next question was, where did all this happen? After my conversation with Rosario at the funeral, and seeing flashy Pete enter the accounting office after dark, I had to wonder if the sex club was located there. But if not there, where? On my two stakeouts, I hadn't seen any lights when Pete entered and there were no windows other than the front one, which was covered by heavy curtains. The concrete block building had no other windows on the sides or at the back, either. Could these encounters have happened at one of these other offices? I'd been to Rosario's office, walking down the paneled hallway past several closed doors that I assumed belonged to other partners. And if I remember correctly, Julia Mazaros, the administrative assistant, or whatever the hell they called secretaries these days, She'd been extremely nervous when I came in without an appointment. When I got to Rosario's office, it all seemed legit, although I couldn't remember if she had any work spread on her desk or not. Could there be a basement, fashioned into some kind of sexual dungeon? And when did Pete Zatkowski get involved with Anna Maria? He had clearly moved on to Rosario's services after Anna Maria's death. Anna Maria had to know the mayor was her client. Anybody as visible in the community as Pete had some nerve. Or was it just plain naivety? That he could frequent a dominatrix and not be found out? It looked more and more like Anna Maria had something on the mayor. Something she threatened to go public with. He had to be the one who was threatening her. And even more frightening, he had to be the one who killed her. But maybe that was all wrong. I still couldn't count out Joe or Carlotta. If Anna Maria was involved
0: with Joe, Carlotta would have motive to kill her. If Anna Maria threatened to expose Joe... He had motive as well. I still had the key I'd found in Maria's coded journal, but I'd never used it. I didn't see the point until I
1: had an idea of what doors it would unlock and where. It lay in my center desk drawer, the black ribbon wrapped around the journal atop Xerox copies of the pages I'd asked Mary Margaret to make right after I found the damn thing. The first thing I would do when I felt better was to find out if that key worked in the lock at Baglio, Drayton, Serpentio and Moore. I wasn't so stupid to turn it over to Barnes without leaving a record for myself. Files are files. Even if Barnes wanted the original journal, the copies would find a home in the safe behind the former teller's station at my office. I never know when something like that would come in handy. In the kitchen, Alicia ended her phone call and walked back into the living room. Well, that was interesting. Last year alone, there were nearly 300 emergency child placements, the majority as a result of drug addiction of one kind or another. Jesus, that's nearly one a night. Where would she have found the time to do anything else? That's not necessarily one kid per placement. Many times there are often multiple siblings pulled out of a home, but that's still an ungodly number. Here's what I found most interesting. There's eight social workers on staff at family services, and they rotate a week at a time, taking those emergency calls. That would be roughly one week every other month. And they have the schedule a year in advance so they can work vacations around them. The head of family services told me no one could handle all those emergency calls night after night without becoming seriously burned out. Anna Maria's rotation was nearly four weeks ago, in the middle of January. So when everyone
0: else thought she was saving children, she could have been servicing clients. Looks like it. Holy shit. Alicia looked at her watch.
1: Uh, I need to go pick up Marco at school. Give me about half an hour and I'll be back. We can talk to him then. I waited until I heard the door close and the sound of Alicia's beetle disappeared down the street before dialing Mia Zetkowski's number. She picked up on the first ring. Mia, it's Fitz. Can you talk right now? Sure. What's that little weasel doing? I followed him back to the accounting office again, but when I got out of my vehicle, I was assaulted by someone. Maybe one of your husband's goons. I've got five stitches in my skull and I'm missing a firearm. They've got my cell phone, but that's been returned. By who? by the woman who runs the accounting firm, Rosario Drayton. She says she found it outside her office this morning. I wasn't going to bring up the whole bondage thing just yet. I knew Mia's husband was a client of Anna Maria's. She was dead, and I had no proof of what they did together,
0: or what flashy Pete might be doing with Rosario. I need to ask you a very personal question, Mia. Sure. Uncertainty hung in her voice. Is Pete a little kinky in the bedroom? Could
1: he be looking for something he doesn't get at home? I had his name in a coded notebook, but that was all. I just needed a little more proof to put it all together. She laughed out loud. Pete, (laughs) you're kidding, right? Pete's idea of foreplay is to ask me to go get him a beer. No, seriously, I've never turned that man down, and he never wanted anything weird or kinky. But our sex life has been dropping off pretty steadily since he got elected. At first, I figured it was all a responsibility of running a business and running the city, and... I didn't say anything about it, but, but then it stopped altogether when he started staying out late at night. After six months of it, I decided to come see you. But when you were having sex, did he ever want you to
0: do anything, I don't know, weird? No, why? I was silent for a moment. I think he may have been involved with someone. I
1: knew it! She exploded. That little Polack bastard. I'm going to take him for everything he's got. I'm going to own every one of his goddamn little vending machines. I'm. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not entirely sure there's any kind of standard sexual contact. Could be a business relationship. A little shady, but I'm not sure just yet that he was doing the dirty deed. If what Steve Harrison told me was true, Mistress Delaney's specialty was inflicting pain, not swapping bodily fluids. I know he's doing something, Fitz. A wife can just tell. I agree. Something is going on not entirely certain what it is. I'm going to keep looking, but it probably won't be until this concussion clears up. I just wanted to let you know that.
0: Sure. I understand. As soon as I find something, I'll be back in touch. Okay. We ended the call. I leaned back against the couch cushions, feeling beat. When was this all going to come together?
1: Hopefully sooner rather than later. I swung my feet onto the coffee table
0: and grabbed the television remote. Before I knew it, my pain pill kicked in, and I was asleep.